G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chew in the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics within Australia and also around the globe. In this episode, we're going to be talking goats, greatest of all time. My name's Jack, and I'm gladly once again joined by good mate and fellow sporting diehard, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thank you, Jack. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. That's how's, good. How's your week been? Wonderful. How about you? Good. It's um, Solid. Yeah, we've yeah, solid. <laughs> had a bit of rain, but... Well, that's true. That's quiet for you. I don't mind a bit of rain every now and then. Oh, I like it. You know, it's calming. It is calming. A week and a half of it's a bit much, but doesn't doesn't take away my job though. It takes away your job. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> it's pretty hard to play tennis in the rain. Who's afraid of you? Awesome. Like the rain. <laughs> Always awesome. Love the rain. <laughs> All right. Um. Once again, before we get into it, guys, we just want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef. They are 100% certified, grass-fed beef and pork, delivered straight from their farm. Straight to your door or workplace. Or wherever you are. Wherever the hell you are, they'll get it done. <laughs> Slowly spicing it up. <laughs> a bit aggressive with it, but that's all right. Um, that's all right. <laughs> that's their vibe. Yeah, so guys, if, you, if you're tuning in for the first time, we start our Monday drops with a segment called Sport of the Week. So Gus and I are going to give each other a Sport of the Week. It cannot be your Tier A or Tier B category sport. No, sir. So your tennises, your golfs, anything in the Olympics, I'd say is your Tier B. Track and field tier B has to be tier C. 95% of the population have not played this sport, of which you think, and 80% of the population haven't heard of it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good to get me clear on the rules again. <laughs> Just a touch of base with them every, every now and again. That's right. Okay. So do you want to go first? You always go first. So let's keep it rolling. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll go. <laughs> I'm going to go. All I right. hesitated too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gathering my thoughts. <laughs> All right. My sport is called Kabaddi. Oh, yep. This is, I knew you'd know this one, but yep. there's, no way, there's no way the listeners have played this game. You could probably organize it. You could definitely it's, organize it. Essentially, it's in, I don't know what the dimensions, but it's like, I don't know, six by four meter dimension court, seven players per team. And it's basically a game of intense tag. With tackling? With tackling. So, mm. seven players per team. One team sends over a raider, and the raider's goal is to tag someone on the team and get back past the, the halfway line to score points. The more people they tag and get back, the more points they get. However, the defending team can stop them by getting in positions and positioning themselves around the, the raider uh-huh. to try and tackle them before they get past halfway and it's pretty it's pretty gnarly it's pretty hectic when they, when they get to that situation there's heaps of other rules which i won't go into but essentially that's, that's the basics that's the basics and it's a great watch too sounds I, it i think it's pretty pretty popular in yeah asian countries um so it's probably a tier a over there to be honest <laughs> for us <laughs> for us it's a, tier it's a tier c um so yeah Kabaddi, another like interest, it. yeah and it, there's a time element on it too so um it differs from other sports similar to this because you have to hold your breath as a raider going across. What? Yes. How can you prove that? You have to continuous, continuously say kabaddi. Kabaddi, like you have to say the word. <laughs> Wait, in re- repeating the word or repeat, just one re- long yell? No, no, no re- re- oh, that's a great question actually. <laughs> <laughs> because if you do one long yell, you can't be breathing in. That's true. I think, I think you're right. Whatever they, they have to say the word kabaddi. I was under wow. the assumption they had to keep saying it over and over again. That's that's and tough. it's a very respect. I think they're also it's a very respectful thing, so people don't cheat out on it. Sportsmanship, yeah. And that's that's the amount of time they can hold their breath on the other side is the amount of time they can linger around to try and get a tag. I've got the rules up here to prove that another breath hasn't been taken. <laughs> yeah, the rider. That's right, the person right. trying to rider. Oh. Spelling mistake on this website <laughs> must continue TSC to website. repeatedly yell the word kabaddi. So, Jack, you're right. kabaddi, uh, kabaddi, wow. yeah, without taking breaks in between the word. That's so crazy. Yeah, so I could probably go five seconds, maybe ten. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it wouldn't be long. 
Oh, so and then obviously as you tag people, they get and you get back, they get eliminated. And there's a there's a kind of element in the game where you can take people back onto your team if you've yeah, but. like Kub. <laughs> Kub, sorta. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like Kub. All right, that's my sport. What's yours, mate? Mine, you you've probably seen mine around the traps. It doesn't look to be the most serious of sports, but there is something called the World Championships. So. I'll leave that up to you to decide. It's definitely okay. TSC. It's another one courtesy of my dad. Thanks again. He's must, he, I'm must just not... given, he must have given you a real extensive li- list of... <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, he gave me a few. It's g- good for me. Yeah, great for you. Great for me. It's called bog snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this. It looks so ridiculous. Anyway. They just dig the trench. I think it's a 60-yard trench. Pretty long swimming pool, 55. Olympic, longer than Olympic. Jeez. In a peat bog. Definitely doesn't look like a Olympic so ball. It's just, it's just like a little bit. It definitely looks at least a foot deep, maybe two. Two foot deep, muddy water. It's bog. It's bog. Yeah. They wear snorkel gear and flippers. I believe they can't use their arms to swim. They're meant to just kick. Wetsuit? Choice. Optional. Optional. Like it looks really cold and rainy. I saw people just in swimsuits. Unbelievable. And it's just a timed event. I don't know how serious it is. So what? They just have to get to the end... Through the bog as fast as they can. And back. Two laps. Oh, <laughs> power boat mode. No arms. Just <laughs> flipper power. Flipper power only. Oh, hence the, the snorkel, I guess, is helping that. So. Yeah, it just looks looks really bad. Apparently, the original idea was someone in a pub. This is also like another, all good like, sports. Another Scottish. I think they might do it in Wales. Oh. I think it's North Wales. Some weird sports over there. they got lots of time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't lots know. Lots of bogs. <laughs> lots of bogs, that's true. Bog snorkeling, mm. crazy. I doesn't look, doesn't sound the most serious, or possibly look the most serious, but definitely I, at at least tier C, possibly below. I don't I know. Yeah, tier D could be. I don't know if it's achievable for us to play here. Maybe after this after this rain, week, yeah, yeah. after this week, it might might be alright. Might well be possible. Although, right. if it's flooded, forget it, everyone. So. That's, of course. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome, producer Frey. He just looked at me very gratefully for that bit of information. All right, so they're our sports of the week. So kabaddi and bog snorkeling. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> all right, let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, so we're talking about greatest of all time, not within a particular sport. Well, we're going to be delving into each different sport. A little uh, bit. A little bit. But across the board, we're going to be looking at different athletes, including your Roger Federer's and your Raffers. Who else we got? Uh, Kelly Slater's. In your rugby leg. More we, local, yeah. We've got um, Cameron Smith's, your JT's, Andrew John's. And then going to basketball, we've got a fair few in basketball as well. Fair few. Yeah, so we're going to try and get through a lot of what we think the greatest of all times are. And then by the end of the episode, we're going to hopefully be able to try and compare them in some, some kind of way. So it's going to be interesting. We could probably... Basically an impossible task, but we're going to do it. Yeah, this could be a three-hour listen. For the fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we've categorized it, um, well, two categories in terms of goats. So yep. we've got on paper, so your resume goat, and also in terms of vibe. Vibe, so vibe goat. Can you, can you explain your vibe goat to me? A vibe goat is an athlete who may not have the, the quality or amount of resume as a resume goat, Yep. but they have... Attitude, style, bit flair, of, bit of ticker, bit of ticker. Possibly they were dominant for a short time, maybe cut short by injury. Someone you're elevating above their resume because of the way they played the game or competed in the sport, whatever it may be. Right. Okay. Well, I guess um, tennis is a classic example for that one at the moment with the big three. Yes. Um, so, of course, we got Roger and Raf as at the moment on paper resume goat at the moment probably both resume and vibe goats yeah. at the moment everyone lo- that's the thing everyone loves them everyone does love them although another vibe goat might be worth mentioning is Bjorn Borg yeah because he was absolutely dominant and walked away at age 26 early retirement burnt out mentally i guess bit of a smoke show a little bit of a smoke yeah. show everyone got around him 80s smoke show <laughs> stefanos vibe Big Stephanos yeah, vibe. We were talking about this before, actually. <laughs> <laughs> drew some, drew That's some. what we do in our free time. <laughs> we just look at smoke shows within sport and compare them. Why else would you listen to sport, honestly? Or listen. Watch. watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm too used to podcasts. God, his voice sounds good. 
<laughs> that's some. That's a vibe code as well. <laughs> but going going back to it, so we're gonna put Fedzi and Nadal in the same category as both vibe and resume go. Both on twenty slams on on paper, pretty good. And then compare pretty good. <laughs> well, the best. Yeah. <laughs> and then then obviously we can compare them to Nole. Yeah, well, that's, that's the debate at the moment, isn't it? Because I think we sort of all feel, barring any unfortunate injuries or any change to schedule, it seems like he, at some point, is probably going to overtake them on paper. You'd think so. He's already got the records in the Masters events. He's got Masters Thousands records. Most time at world number one. Yep. Debatable. Although a note from, was it magic after week yeah, one was I, that i he, think they also included the weeks during covid in his it's week. a little bit freebies yeah but i mean was anyone taking it off him i wouldn't have at the start of the year if you asked me i would have said no that's true so anyway anyway <laughs> at the end of his career or even in a couple of years he's probably going to have a case to have the most extensive and decorated resume but do you think we're all going to sit around this table and say he's the goat of tennis Men's we, tennis. Well, we don't want to. That's for sure. As we a, don't want to. Well, as a fan of, as a fan of the <laughs> Fed Express, we don't want. He came out strong. It's very biased, but I guess that's, that's right. Where you got to Vibe goat. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, what is it about? So Federer, it's just the attitude. It's the style. He looks smooth. His ta- talent. You know, he's skillful. He gives you the vibe that it's <laughs> vibe. He gives you the vibe <laughs> that it's just natural talent like i know there's an immense amount of hard work but it's a little bit of as a fan yeah we almost like to see someone who makes it look easy and he's, we, and he's your guy yeah yeah it just elevates them in our eyes bloody oath there's another example in staying within tennis in the women's game i would say these days just about no one would put margaret court in the goats arena <laughs> no. unfortunately yeah. because of negative vibes yeah everyone would say probably serena well, maybe is- steffi maybe BJK, as you abbreviated. Yeah. That was pretty cool, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but Margaret Court still has the record for most slams, does she not? She does, at 24. One above Serena. Serena's just yeah. been hunting for that one to yeah. f- to match it. But you on res- you just wouldn't go on resume. Because I guess that goes back to your vibe goat. I think so. Yeah. That's a lot of... A lot of these people... A lot of these people are both resume and vibe. That's true. It's hard to... It's hard to compare... It's hard to compare both. If you can find someone that's both, like you said, vibe goat and on paper, you know, up there, I think that's where you can... That's where you that's really where, get yeah, elevated. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's a huge one with your, with your big three. Um, What's producer Frey found? So, Serena Williams with 23 yeah, Grand Slam titles. <laughs> We've got a list of Grand Slam titles. Where's Margaret Court? Is she being cut off? <laughs> She's down on just 11 slams. No, that, she's that. in fifth as of February 2021. Who oh, has 24 then? This feels wrong. This feels very <laughs> off. <laughs> Who did this website? Did they just, what are you looking at, man? Did they just cut a few off her yeah, record? I think so. Spitefully. <laughs> it might be because of the error. Anyway, could be. The era, sorry, not the error. Um, Some any- people say error. Anyway, I believe t- Serena's on 23. Anyway, she's chasing 24. Essentially, Margaret Court. Wikipedia's got Margaret in twenty four. Yeah. Okay. So come on, <laughs> come on, producer Frey. <laughs> Where are you going? What website are you hitting up? Yeah. <laughs> Second guessing myself. Anyway, so um, and then also, yeah, Serena also. Well, she's probably resume goat and mm, vibe goat. Sometimes she's been controversial in the past, but she's, she's got a great story though. She does have a good story, and she's. Producer Fred looks a bit skeptical. I guess that she's a bit polarizing. Yeah, and whether people like that or not, mm, I don't know. It's what's it's up for debate, but definitely on, definitely debate. on paper. Go. That's what. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. All right. M- moving on from tennis. Um. In our football, soccer. Yeah. As I would say. As I would say, football. <laughs> <laughs> um. We got the likes of Messi versus Ronaldo is a big one at the moment. At the moment, yeah. So I think. If we do our due diligence, there's obviously hundreds of great players, but of probably course. that top echelon that people talk about would be Pele, yep. Maradona, Maradona, Diego Maradona, yep. and then sort of probably Messi. And I feel like although Ronaldo has scored hundreds and hundreds of goals and he's done it at Manchester United, Real Madrid, and now gone to Juventus mm. and they're immediately, they've done really well. Yep. Even though he's like 35 or something, still got it. But... People, I think, 
it's quite unanimous that people think Messi is probably the better of the two. And they talk about him in the frame with Maradona and Pele. And I feel like that's just based on vibe. Is that, would you relate him to like Federer in a way in terms I of think, his smoothness? I think and his, so. Yeah. Smooth, makes it look easy, just runs past you, doesn't even look like he's doing anything crazy. He just runs past people. And he's, he doesn't look, he's obviously athletic, but he doesn't look like a... He's not blowing, yeah. He's not blowing you away. With Cristiano's maybe almost more like the Rafa. Yeah, insanely actually. competitive, in great shape, always. <laughs> Bloody you Spaniards. Just, he's Portuguese. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Spaniards. Yeah, you get him, mate. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can just see the amount of hard work, though. Whereas we get a bit, ro- we romanticize and we get a bit swept away by people who do make it look easy. That is true. That's a good point. And I think that's another classic debate there. Would you put Zlatan in there? Me, no. Okay. I would... I mean, I think he's probably on the tier of like... There's a tier below where there's just so many good players that you could go back through time. Zidane, Thierry Henry, George Best. There's, you could put a list I've gone. Of I've jumped around all over the yeah. shop there. But anyway, there's probably that just top, top echelon. Yeah, we'll keep, but we'll keep it simple. We'll, yeah. With Messi, Ronaldo and Pelé Maradona is, is a great comparison. Um so, yeah, that's another cl- good example of your resume goat versus your vibe goat. Um, we also see it hugely um, and probably more predominantly in the M- NBA as well. Definitely. Um, so, obviously, you've got the likes of MJ, Kobe, currently with LeBron. Yep. Also, LeBron's making a very good case. <laughs> yeah, also Larry Legend. Larry Legend, Magic, Kareem. Yeah, so... Be up there, Bill Russell. On paper, obviously, you, look at, you can look at championships... MVPs. MVPs, also appearances, potentially. Yeah. MJ. Who would you pick? Who would you put up there? MJ. I think most people would say sort of MJ, LeBron now. And interestingly, probably Kobe behind them. It is. And I think that's a case for Vibe Goat. Yeah. Because he, I mean, he won five championships, three of which with Shaq. But, you know. So would Kobe then fall into like the Ronaldo category? Possibly. I yeah. think people got... The thing with Kobe is at the latter stages of his career, he created his own myth. He Like, he started the Mamba mentality. No yeah. one gave that. To, he just made it up. <laughs> and it, But it was unreal marketing. And it just spread everywhere. And it mythologi- mythologized? That's a tough word. Anyway. Well, Scalabrini created his own from it too. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It spread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but... I think people got really on board with that and the mentality swept us away and the attitude and the hard work, the legendary hard work. And and you can see it, right? Everyone talks about, obviously with his passing as well, everyone talks about Mamba mentality. Shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. <laughs> Back yourself. <laughs> and I think that's a little, like, that's one of those cases where he does have a crazy resume. Only one MVP could maybe argue he could have got a couple, but ended up only getting the one. Hmm. There were years where he didn't quite elevate his team. He just scored a lot of points. Yeah, and didn't take them. To be fair, yeah. yeah, didn't take them with him. To be fair, the teammates probably weren't quite as good at that stage, like sort of 06 to 07 or 05 to 07. You run our test and you... I don't know if he was even in yet. No. Because he won the championship with him in 09-10, Beck Fisher. Maybe not even yet. Jeez. It was, yeah. Oh, a rookie. Like almost like just past rookie Kobe or... Just before, just when Shaq left, gotcha. Was yep. when he was scoring like eighty-one points, getting heaps of buckets all the time. Just wasn't doing anything else, and they were like losing in the first round of the playoffs type <laughs> thing. But anyway, I think he's another case. He has a crazy resume, but we do put him up there. He's got that little bit of extra bump, yep. from his vibe. Okay, I gotcha. And there's a few. I mean, there's another. It's worth noting. It's worth pointing out. Basketball makes a good case because it's something we have to bring up if we're talking goats generational goats there's often is the case where current sport fans nominate or put up their goat yeah and they sort of because you sort of like you haven't really seen the generation before you it's like in rugby league we've seen camp smith do it so we're like camp smith goat if you asked someone in the 70s would they say i don't know bigardi Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's yeah. sort of you sort of just generation to generation. The NBA is a good example of that. It's sort of Bill Russell and Wilt had the 60s, then Kareem, probably the 70s, yep. 
Larry Legend and Magic, the 80s. MJ, the 90s. Mm-hmm. Shaq for a brief period. Probably wasn't called the GOAT because we all knew about MJ still. Yep. And then it's That's sort unlucky, of Kobe. Unlucky for Shaq. Unlucky for Shaq. <laughs> sort of Kobe, LeBron. And it's sort of like people, younger people now probably say LeBron. And that's the same thing with like football, for example. Pele, Maradona, Messi. It's sort of a lineage. Yeah. So it's, do you think there's possible to have a top tier of goats where they'll never lose their spot? I, I, I guess think, is my question. I, I think so. Well, I think you see it in locally within the rugby league at the moment. So like your Joey Johns is, your Darren Lockie is and that. They'll never lose their goat spots, I feel, just because people get around them. They're that high in the standings. Yeah, and they're respected. I think a lot of the players especially respect hard work and like a, like a Kobe Bryant. That's true. Yeah. And players then, often have a different perspective to analysts like that. <laughs> it's probably not a surprise. But I think, especially in basketball, people take it like... Because when you play, it's not a one-on-one sport, but that's how points are scored essentially yeah you know you guard the person in front of you or you attack the person in front of you so because kobe was so good in front of you people who played in that era he's just he's the goat he's killing it you're not they're not thinking oh he's not facilitating ball movement in his team much (laughs) they're just not thinking about that oh he's scoring he's scoring 80 points they're thinking uh, yeah they're like damn another jumper in my face (laughs) so i think that's that you're right that's different like Amongst the players, totally different perspective. Yeah, it's good good comparison too. There's lots of players you can talk about within the NBA. Um, but moving on from that as well, a uh, bit of a niche one is within climbing. Um, Alex Honnold. Vibe goat, I Vibe reckon. Goat. Or would you say, Producer Frey, that's the best climbing El Capitan free is solo? Is that the best climbing achievement ever? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it's what it's a difficult one. Of? Well, climbing breaks down into... Lots of different facets. So what's Alex done well? So well, he's got the record for the fastest team climb of Yosemite as well with Tommy Caldwell, who quite arguably is one of the goats of climbing. Um, and obviously he's done this amazing feat. He's climbed ropeless free solo. Which By is, himself. Which was great. That's like just doing that alone. It's a cliff face. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest whether that's feats. goat that's goat level that's just crazy yeah you need to be that little bit borderline I think he doesn't nuts. feel fear I think he they've I, like scanned I, his brain he doesn't feel fear like that <laughs> or like fear within heights or I think just general his like his what is it the amygdala yeah it doesn't fire off as much if you show him scary images he just his <laughs> brain just doesn't he's just quite calm about it so I think I think that's sort of that becomes a myth like that's like a superhero hmm. that makes you a vibe goat. But I think if you ask within the, the climbing community, he's in there, but he might not be sitting at the top. You've got your Tommy Caldwell, Chris Sharma, Adam Ondra. He's running through these days. He's fantastic, powerful boulderer. And so would you put um, Alex Honnold at the top above all these guys? I think he sits in cosily. In he's definitely taken taken a couple facets out of the <laughs> out of the park. Would he would he would he have been in the equation still without his free solo? Yeah. Okay. I think it's marketable. Like that is really marketable for the general public because I'm yeah. not otherwise really into climbing, but yeah. I know about him. Mm. And yeah, and obviously the documentary through Great Watch, by the way. Great. Yeah. Mm. If you haven't seen it, watch Free Solo. Oh. But he does have other records. He's got the the speed climbs of Yosemite yep. with Tommy and. So it's yeah. a bit of a combination, a bit of a vibe goat. Still got some resume, a, but yeah, the vibe, vibe sure. probably elevates okay. him more than he would be otherwise. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So we've got we've ticked through tennis, football, basketball, climbing. One I want to note as well is on the world surfing tour in Kelly Slater. Pretty. Young. So yeah. I, I believe this, he's Kelly's up there with. So for me, he's both obviously resume goat and vibe goat. Everyone yeah. loves. Him. I think it's hard to not be a vibe goat on the surfing tour though. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's no. There's not many like just robotic characters out no, there. I, I think everyone just gets around each other. It's just. It's not that kind of sport. What a time. Well, they... It's obviously competitive. To be fair, he definitely took it... I think he becomes a vibe goat because he took it a lot more mainstream. Was he not on Baywatch? Was he? (laughs) As a a Grom? Maybe. Surely Look it up, Producer Frey. I think he was. Kelly Slater Baywatch. But have you watched... I haven't... To be honest, I haven't watched it, but there's a documentary called Momentum Generation. Yeah. And it's the whole bunch of them. And 
at that age, I think surfing became a lot more mainstream and Kelly was a big part of that. Right. Big, big part of that. Plus, yeah. Producer Frey's nodding. Yep. I think he was. Kelly Slater Baywatch confirmed. <laughs> so he's just like, he's in this crew, Momentum Generation. They're all just shredding around. He's also in Baywatch, looking young and devilishly handsome. God, what a time. And then he just goes on to have this resume career as well. It's unbelievable. What, 10, 11 world titles? I think titles. it's 11. 11 world titles. And it's just still competing. He's like 48, 49, pushing 50 years old, looking, mm. you know, still cemented himself in the on, in the tour. Still comfy there, yeah. Yeah. And also still pushing for world titles. He's one of, it's one of those ones where he's inspired the people he's competing against. It's crazy. Just completely. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, everyone everyone loves Kelly. So, And then it's worth, producer Frey points out on the uh, women's tour, Steph Gilmore. Steph Gilmore, another one. Once again, on, even on the women's tour, both, you can, how do you not be a vibe goat? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> everyone. They just get around. It's that yeah. kind of sport. It's not, it's like, it's got more freestyle artistic flair to it. Yeah, and also like the whether it's just being in a coastal environment. <laughs> yeah, chill, everyone's just chill. Everyone's just everyone's Scalabrini would fit in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. He just chills. <laughs> he just chills. The weight mumba. <laughs> um. So yeah, I reckon Kelly's up there in terms of goat debate across all sport. Um. You know, including vibe, resume, his age, his fitness, that's charisma, fair. every bit of everything. So that's the one I want to note as well. Um. There's there's heaps more. Of course. We could probably talk about this for hours, but they're probably our biggest ones. We've um, got a few. We've got a few. Is there any others you want to highlight before we move on? No, I don't think so. I think we've hit... Oh, producer Frey, golf, Tiger Woods. Oh, of course. Probably a good shout. Yeah. I don't know if you could dispute. Well, resume, vibe, I don't know. People kind of get... He's had a bit of... There are people with more... Are there people with more majors? I feel like there might be. I forget his name though. Yeah. I don't know enough about golf. But we... But maybe more of a vibe. Yeah, vibe I mean, of of course, he changed the game in a way as well, which we talked about changed. previously. Yeah, I think he's sort of a victim of being put too much on a pedestal as a sports, as an as an athlete. Because you think when he had his whole scandal, he had to apologize. He had a press conference to apologize to the public. Yeah, he doesn't owe the public fidelity to his wife. No. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying he did a good thing, but that's just... He's such a victim of being put on that pedestal where we said, oh, he must be a great person. He's just good at golf. We don't know anything about him. That's right. I don't know. I guess he wanted to come back and get out of the spotlight. And Yeah, I guess, I guess, but it's... um. I agree. But anyway, yeah, Tiger. Tiger's another great one. So Tiger's just sitting in second on paper after Jack Nicklaus. Jack. Oh, of course. Jackie. The golden bear. Yeah. Um, the go- <laughs> is that what they call him? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, another, another goat debate as well to just put tiger in there so i think on vibe people would put him in there and you also have like just to quickly mention away away what was that away from producer frank <laughs> that hand movement oh the claws the tiger claws tiger and the bear we have a tussle in the top two. Oh no um away from golf as well we're going towards the olympics a bit more so you got your phelps and that's your true bolts just, just quietly. Yeah, that's actually very true. <laughs> so, um, we're going to be talking about them soon as well in terms of comparing different sports. But yeah, another classic example of definitely goats within that field. Uh, both, I'd say both vibe and resume. Yep. Yeah. So unbelievable. All right. Before we move on and, and talk about how we're going to compare across different sports, Gus, we're going to rip into our over and underrated segment. <laughs> are we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Can't wait. Um. All right, I've got three for you. You want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, so my first one, over or underrated? Watching wet weather sport. In particular, your football codes. Underrated. You love it? I love wet weather sport. I know sometimes, for example, rugby league, it's difficult. It can get a bit sloppy, but it has this magic to it. It's very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Like when, when we were kids, if it rained... We'd say, let's go to the park. Let's go barefoot. Let's go to the park and kick the footy around. Oh, and yeah. And it's just a great time. It is all. It's, it's, a, just, it's a throwback. It's, it's like... all time. There's yeah. something about it. Like, on the weekend, there's sort of like... Corey Allen picked up a grubber by sliding through a puddle. Water just goes everywhere. And you're just like, this, <laughs> is, this is the best. <laughs> it's the best. So people for me, are kicking for puddles. Yeah, like, it's just... It's, oh, it's all time. So, for me, underrated. underrated. Okay. The next one. Visors. On the <sighs> men's tour. Vices. Yeah. Like a like cap a ha- with a, cap. a hole in the middle. Exactly. You don't see it often, but when you do... do underrated. You like 
Yeah, right. I actually do like a Pfizer. <laughs> I'm not really built for it myself, but I have tried before. I have seen you wear one before. Yeah, I'm not exactly built for it, but I do like it. <laughs> what do you, how do you feel about them? Oh, for, I don't like wearing them. It's just you feel a bit nude up top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably not the best for your sun protection. No, especially if you've got a shaved dome. So, mm. I think what I don't really there's not much benefit to it. I don't really understand visors. It's more of a look, I think. It's, I don't know, is it? Or if you got like maybe dreadlocks or a fro. Oh yeah, you know what I like those ones that are made out of like stubby cooler material, <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of elastic and they just pull down on your dome. <laughs> Oh, they're no. all time. Oh, you know what? Well rated. I'm a bit. I've cooled off on all it. All right. Okay. That's they're all right. Enough. They're all right. Well, neutrally rated. Yeah. Okay. My I'm last, okay with that. My last one is what we've seen within, within tennis: automated line calls. Uh that's a tough <laughs> one for me. I'm <laughs> underrated for Jocko. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well. I actually really like it, so I want to say underrated, but I think that I haven't seen like objection to it. Have no, you? No, only at the start where there was a bit of a lag between the ball actually landing out and the automation, uh, the mm. the audio calling it out. But yeah, I guess. But it sort of it got there, and I think it works well. It's like the it's the best case across all sports of using video technology, and it's the most accurate. Yeah, because you're not slowing the game down. They just call it, and mm. they just say that was the computer. It's right. Yeah. Trust us. <laughs> We move on. And they say, if you want to have a look... You can let, you can ask. We can just show you and you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which we saw heaps. Medvedev loved calling it out. It's like he, wanted, it's like he wanted to prove the system wrong. <laughs> There's plenty of times where we called, oh, can I have a review, please? <laughs> yeah. But yep. that's, like, that's so much better. It doesn't slow the game down at all. It's the best video review in any sport. I reckon so too. So I want to say underrated, but I don't think there's controversy about it. I kind of want to say just well-rated. Yeah, okay. Too well-rated. So, watching <laughs> yeah. wet weather sport, under, that's underrated. Yeah. Visors and automated line calls, well-rated. I'm happy with well. All right. What do you got for me? Okay. I have got, speaking of visors, social netball. Social netball. I've never played social netball. I just made my debut last night. <laughs> Should I ask you this one then? <laughs> you look like it's going to be underrated. Um. Oh. Yeah, it's underrated. Yeah, okay. We lost a tight battle. Oh, that hurts then. Forty-seven to twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you weren't defending. I did defend the first <laughs> half. They got buckets on me. Oh no! It's very hard to defend in netball. I would say. Um, I don't know how to rate that one. I've never played it. Um, I'd probably go underrated from what I've watched. My mates played and they loved it. It was a lot harder than I expected. Right. Really hard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to assume underrated. Feckle. <laughs> I would say underrated. Right. Second one, indoor tennis courts. Especially, oh, it's oh. on my mind because it's been wet the past <laughs> well, week. Well and truly underrated. That <laughs> echo you get from hitting the ball. You like that? Oh, it's crazy. Even like a, even a tennis court that's not completely covered... For instance, at t- tennis Queensland Tennis Centre, they got a couple of courts there with just the top on mm-hmm. as a, like a rain cover. Echo, fantastic! It feels oh, like the you're acoustics. hitting the ball twice as big. <laughs> Booming. Booming. And also, you got no wind. You got no sun. Because there's, there's there aren't that many tournaments played indoors. There's a couple of those Masters thousands. Singapore. Yep. One in Canada. Yep. Yeah, and you went in, in within winter and that. So there's not many, but. I guess if you wanted the most neutral and fair playing environment, yeah, it's just sterile. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. As of as viewing, I don't know if it makes it any better. But as a player, you like it. I love it. Underrated. Underrated. All right. And then taking it to basketball, finger rolls. <laughs> underrated. Finger roll. Underrated. That feels smooth when you. So underrated. <laughs> oh, try, pulling one of them off doesn't happen often, but. Oh, yeah, Had nice. a bit of a resurgence with the the jelly fam a couple of years ago. Yeah, a little bit of a resurgence, but you don't see it. You don't see it as enough. I'll, I especially like it when someone rolls in with a euro. Oh, smooth! And finishes with the finger roll. Yeah, that's oh. smooth. <laughs> we both just sounded so excited. <laughs> so that's, that's one of your best over unders yet. <laughs> so netball oh. under. Indoor courts. Well under. All underrated. I think we're all under. <laughs> underrated. Really positive day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Too good. Well, um, 
that's unbelievable the finger roll I love that (laughs) Um, All right, let's move on so let's go back to our goat debate so we've just kind of listed off a few different sports um, the plays within the sport and compared resume versus vibe goats Um, now the tough bit Mm. the very tough bit that we're going to give it a crack is comparing goats across different sports and how do we do it you know, what do you think the best people, way to go about people it? People do love to try to do it. It's a great conversational topic. But I feel like, uh, particularly after, I think most recently it came up after the Super Bowl because that Fox Sports did a post like, who's the all-time goat across sports? And it was Serena and Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, why what? have you done this? <laughs> Selected two on the short list. Yeah. So it's difficult. We could we could get that Fox Sports reception. Potentially. But we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. Well, you'd think looking at your individual sports, most of them, quite easily to compare. So you got your WSL surfing tour. Yep. It's it's ranked throughout the season. Tennis, golf, also ranked. Yep. You have different accolades within those sports. For example, your surfing league, year-end number one on the ladder is your world title holder. Yep. Golf. Which is a bit different. A bit different for golf and tennis. Well, I think we focus more on... On your majors. Majors, yep. Because Surf League doesn't have majors as such. They have less tournaments throughout the yeah. year and they're all pretty worthwhile. However, you can, I guess you can kind of compare the year-end ranking world number one. However, it doesn't reset is the thing after the end, year end. You hold your title or your points for 12 months. True. So when does the year start? Yeah, yeah. that's the question with yeah. tennis. No one knows. But if you, I reckon it's fair enough to say if you finish the year-end tennis season at world number one, that would be sort compar- of comparable, comparable mm. for a world title in surfing. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, so I guess from then you can compare your Kelly Slater to your Rogers and your Novaks. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the records are for most year-end number ones. Probably Novak. Probably Novak and probably Roger. Yeah, he'd definitely be up there. Um, Sampras would have quite a few. Sampras, Tiger. Presumably. Yeah. So, uh, and then on from that, within your individual sports, still makes, makes it a little bit tougher is your Olympic sports. Yeah, that's really tough. So Phelps and Usain Bolt, how do we compare them? That's the that's the tough one. Say, for example, to tennis, to Federer. Yep. Federer to Phelps. What a different world. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you can go... How much value are you putting... On one gold medal? Yeah, that's the question compared to a major, a grand slam. I would say one gold medal is equivalent to a world title. In surfing? Yeah. Yeah, in surfing or finishing year end number one. But the problem is with like, for example, with swimming, there's so ma- there are so many events in one Olympics. How many gold medals does Phelps have? Well, you can win something what, outrageous. I think you can 20? win four or five medals within one Olympics if you do all the events. Well, they have different lengths and they have medleys. Ah, oh, true. You could literally <laughs> clean up and go like six or six to eight. Yeah, you? I think he's had some outrageous years. 23 gold medals. <laughs> in three years. Uh, he would have been at four or five Olympics, I would four say. Years. So, but maybe even five Olympics if he went to Athens. Yeah, I agree that there's more events, but the Olympics comes around every four years. So that's true. It that takes the weight off a little bit. Divide by four. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, so, in a way, I think. Well, that's why I think you can somewhat put one gold medal. I guess twenty-three what world titles sounds a bit <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, that's a long career. <laughs> Two. You can sort of. You can probably. How about this? We sort of group it. Usain Bolt is the fastest man ever. You could probably say winning the 100 and 200, you could almost combine them. Yep. Say that's one world title. Yep. I know this is a bit outrageous, but it's an outrageous conversation, so why not? (laughs) Just throw them out. (laughs) If you combine those, but then he's also doing relays. And that depends. Four by 100, which they've been obviously really successful at. Strong country to come from for the 100. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I'd say, yeah, 100, 200, same category. That's a world title. And then sort of Phelps, like if he's doing different lengths in the free. I don't actually know. Was he in freestyle? Is that his big one? Just everything. Everything, just a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the amount of calories he would eat in a day? Oh, it's ridiculous. Something like 10,000 or something. It's unbelievable. Just full meals every couple of hours. Yeah, like six meals a day. Full meals. Yeah, just big old plates of spaghetti and stuff. Is, he is swimming. How, yeah. How's your swimming going anyway, mate? Good, thank you. <laughs> I've done it three times. Did it... You timing yourself or what's going on? I look at the pace clock, but <laughs> nothing official. I can't. When I can swim a clean 50 meters in a row for freestyle, I'll start timing myself. Because right, I can't. 
Tight take. 25 meter. Oh, I go rest. 25, grab onto the diving block, hold yeah. on for a couple big breaths. Another 10, hold onto the land rope. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> battle home. <laughs> sort of sinking a bit, losing rhythm. Oh. I've had a couple of tight battles with like sort of old ladies next to me. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Because they'd be like, they'd be veterans at it. They'd just power through. Yeah, they're just really consistent. Steady. The other day, I was sort of 10 meters out, five meters out even. I sort of cheeky looked to my left. And I see we're about at the same spot, me and this really old lady. And I'm like, did I set, did I set off first or did she? <laughs> Who had the head start? I couldn't remember. She could have lapped you, mate. She could have, but I was putting in for that final five. I tell you what. Jeez. Boom. Touch, look, <laughs> stare her down. Got some competition early morning. Oh, it's tough. It's tough in these streets. Oh, God. Anyway, um, going back to bloody... Michael felt glad to glad to see your swimming careers getting getting taking off. off. Yeah, taking off. Um, <laughs> and my and my netball career. Geez, it's just social. Are you going to turn into a social sport king or something? Big week for me, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. TRL coming up. I'd love that. That would be great. We might see Darren Lockyer around. Could do. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, Phelpsy. I think he's taken what? He's how many gold medals? Twenty three. 23 golds yep. over yeah, so five ha- Summer Olympics, 28 medals. So total. that's that, that is medals total. Yeah, it is tough to compare because there's so many different events that he could potentially do. Like he's so much better at swimming than everyone else. <laughs> so he's doing a lot of, he's just picking up golds all over the shop. Yeah. So it is tough. Um, and then the other comparison, which is super tough, is between your team sports and these individual sports. Yeah. So whether you look at just purely. It becomes accolades. it becomes a lot more valued one championship win. Like look at Jonathan yeah. Thurston; he won one when he was very young off the bench, and then he finally won one towards the end of his career, and it was sort of undisputed that yeah. he was a, a massive hand in that. But you have to sort of build the whole club to bring this team of players with you. He's building a club. He's building his own profile. You know, so however many Dally M's you he won. can't just maybe the Dally M or the MVP is a better comparison. In that, in that case. Because we all like to talk about championships. Well, it's a fan vote, isn't it? Uh, the MVP is the media. And then for the rugby league, Dally it's M is referees? I'm not sure. They get three, two, there's, one there's a bit points. Of, there is a bit of controversy at the Dally M at the moment because Luke Keery didn't get any points on the weekend, apparently. And he had a ripper game. He put on three tries and the <laughs> Roosters won by 40. <laughs> Somehow no points. No points. So they might rejig that. But I think maybe that's what you should look at more. For players in team sports. Yeah. Because there's so much luck involved in a championship run. You need good players around you. You need the right bounce of the ball at a crucial moment. Like, look at the Bunnies last year. If Reynolds is three centimetres back, he kicks a 40-20. Who knows if they score a try at the end there and they go That's through. That's true, yeah. Go through to the GF. So, this, there's a lot more variation and element within the team sports that make it super tough. Yeah, whereas something like swimming is just a totally controlled environment. You just become the best at your speed yeah or your your style and away you go it's just it's like indoor tennis courts god underrated Tr- underrated <laughs> true test of performance but yeah I mean, yeah well, and then also like you know you can um put your tom brady in there as well yeah um, you know done it for a long time he's probably one he's probably a goat it's a bit like cam smith it's like although i guess it's a bit like if cam smith went to the titans and won a prem and then won a prem yeah because he's the whole knock was well he's in this great system with an all-time great coach what would happen if he went somewhere else? With his with Gronk as well. He did get Gronk out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, a big factor. Yeah. But still, you know, he made it happen. He got Gronk out of retirement. He brought Antonio Brown over. Well, Cooper Cronk. Worth a shout. Yeah. So, well, he did pretty much the same thing. Two, two prems with a new team. Again, in obviously another the, good system. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> the team was already unbelievable. Um, but they weren't. They hadn't won a prem for a few years. So, you know, a bit underrated. Definitely underrated. So, have we compared them or have we just... <laughs> We've just said that it's hard to do. Yeah, we Maybe haven't. we should have seen this coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we can solve the problem. I think Phelps is just a tough one to talk about because there's that many events. I think, for me, Usain Bolt and the amount of events he can do, what, is like three or four different events he can probably do. Yeah. For me, an individual gold medal for Usain Bolt is equivalent to a world title. Fair enough. Because there's, what, three or four events he can do. And over four years. Over that's four true. years. So, that's good. That's, um, that's very true. <laughs> quick math. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that I think he's a bit easy to compare to your Kelly Slater, your your Roger or your Tiger year-end number one. Um, but, 
Well, let's hear. Well, let's let's put the cards on the table. Let's, we let's all do our overall. Let's do it. Your overall our, goat. Our goat. Mm. Well, for me, if I can go first, you go first, mate. <laughs> go ahead. I've gone first every other segment today, so um, I'm going to look at both who's ticked the box for resume goat mm-hmm. and vibe goat. I like it. For me, I think I like Kelly Slater. Really? 11 world titles. Vibe Goat, definitely. He's pushing 50, looking fit. I think age is also... And, and longevity in the yeah, sport Yeah, longevity well. is massive. Um, that's resume, I guess, as well. That's resume. Still playing. It becomes vibe, though. Because when you're old enough, it blows us away. Yeah, and his influence within the sport, too, like, is just unheard of. Like, generations... You're going to be talking about this guy for years. Forever. So Maybe. For me... As much as I'd love to say Roger <laughs> <laughs> or Raf, yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kelly Slater, the Fair goat. Enough. Fair enough, the goat of goats. Yeah, because resume and vibe goat tick in both boxes. So. I like it. Producer Frey, have you got one? Absolutely. I know what he's gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going the climbing route. Oh, okay. <laughs> although that is one of the greatest physical achievements I think we, oh, for sure. we will ever see. Yeah, definitely. I think I have to be a bit biased and go Fedzy. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> you know, Why not? on paper, he might get passed. Yep. But he's already he's already ticked off the paper. What if he, what if Rafa surpasses him and wins another two French? Or maybe one French That's where one the US. vibe comes in. That's you don't where the vibe, vibe Rafa? In. I vibe him, but I just think that Next level. Fedzy. It's is it because of his game style or just because of his game aura? style, his aura? I or believe I read a couple of articles about him being the second most photographed person on earth behind the queen. <laughs> if that's not a saying. He is devi- devilishly handsome though. So. Yeah. Not quite as handsome as the queen. But. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, mate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to throw it out to Fedzy as a biased the Fed Express. Man. Kelly Slater, the Fed Express. And I'm going to go. So... This is going to be a little bit based on nostalgia for me. When I was a young, young kid, my my two sports were probably football, soccer, yep, and footy, rugby leg. Because <laughs> I would go to my parents would take me to the Broncos. Unbelievable. And we would watch the highlights because I didn't stay up overnight. Can I have a guess? Okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> guess. Aaron Lockyer. <laughs> He's actually on my list. <laughs> I've got two. Yeah, I'll just quickly. Okay. I just want to quickly talk sorry, about Lockie for a second yeah, go. because Lockie is actually when I was so I was a Broncos fan from birth, I guess. Yep. Forced into it, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve pulls you out. <laughs> he's anyway, a, he's a Bronco. As a young child, all I knew was Lockie's in the team and we're a chance. Yep. So many ice ice in his veins, clutch, big moments, just winning the game. Just to name a few, that kick to Den and Kemp. Yep. Bloke in a bar wins the first Origin series of the dynasty, just pouncing on a loose ball. Yep. He came into the Broncos as a sort of a super team, just as the fullback, electric kid, and then transitioned. Transitioned to another position and made it his own. Arguably a two-position goat. De- yeah. And he grew his hair back after he retired. <laughs> That's a goat move. That is a goat move. So oh. I just want to give a shout out to Lockie because he is really up there for me. Yep. But I'm going to go and the realm of soccer because I think aside from nostalgia it's a big it's the world game yep you could say that's what they call it it is the world game (laughs) so it's got a massive audience so anyone inside that is going to be big I'm going to go Diego Maradona for both his talent you should go watch some of those highlights not just the hand of God yeah I was going to (laughs) say he's like Messi before (laughs) Messi and even more but also for for lack of a better word, for his humanness. Yeah, okay. Because I think he wasn't like a PR machine or walking around doing ads all the time. He was just, you could see that he was just totally human. And, and being that's, himself. That's so magnetic for people. Yeah. It's, the, it's like the beauty of sport. We see someone who clearly has their own issues, was a child prodigy and definitely has their own issues, personal issues, but whatever, they step on the pitch in front of millions of people. Yep. And their legs don't fall out from under them and they do their thing. And they allow us all to dream of something that's just beautiful. 
That was fantastic, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do, I do agree. His his personality. He didn't. He he was never not himself. Yeah. I feel. For from the footage for, of for better I've or seen. for better or for worse. Yeah. Which is, I think, something that a lot of people relate to. Well, I or think dr- it draws people to. And it's you know we, we we like seeing character within our sports we stars. We don't want to see them being you know within their shell in front of a camera. No. Just doing ads yeah. or, or, or full credit to the boys. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see a bit of ticker and a bit of character. That's a great one. Thanks. Kelly Slater, the Fed Express, Maradona. I'm glad we could all do it and I'm glad they were all different because it's really hard to just name one person. It is. but And there's so many others. Oh, yeah. But I could have I could have made a case for almost anyone, I reckon. Oh, if I give you one, can you make a case for him? Easy, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton? Uh, all-time record resume. Yep. I know that it's a little bit based on the car. Definitely. But he's done it... Is it across two teams? Am I misremembering? Yeah, early days, but probably Early not. days. Yeah. Long longevity. Dominance. Mm. Has got charisma. Yeah, a little bit. He's not quite as much ticker as you might like, but he's charismatic bloke. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know enough oh, about it. you F1. did well, mate. That <laughs> that's that's all I've got. <laughs> I try to give you support that you weren't too familiar with, so that was very good. All right, so that that pretty much rounds us off. So tough topic. We could probably don't know if we helped in the end. No, we wanted to. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, we spark some conversation um, about the goat. Send in your goats. Send in. Send us a DM for sure, and 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 chew in the bat. Yeah, and where you and why you think your goat is the goat. Yeah, we'll only accept it with a case. Yeah, not just <laughs> not just a name. We need dot points. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and that rounds us off. So once again, um, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kiala Organic Beef, um, and also shout out a couple of people. <laughs> yeah. First of all, Steve. For helping you out with sport of the week. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I think he gets the credit for that one. Yeah, well, two in a row. <laughs> and um, also, uh, a couple of boys that helped us put this topic together in Taylor Magic, and also um, Coach Coach John. Coach John. Coach John. So the goat debate. We might have another one later. Who knows? We might have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, Gus, as well for joining me. Thank you, Jack, for having me. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. <laughs> It's our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And also thanks producer, producer Frey for helping us put this podcast together. So thanks, mate. Thank you. And boys, awesome chat. We'll see you next week. Can't wait.